everybody, my name is John Jorgensen, and welcome to another episode of the John Cast. Thank you for carving out some time to join me today and to listen in. I hope it's valuable and helpful for you. Uh, today we are beginning a brand new series, and as we do that, I want to start with a simple question. Do you keep the Ten Commandments? Now, I know that's kind of a weird and slightly aggressive question. I do not mean to trigger you. Because, you know, if you're a Christian, you hear that question and you probably think, yeah, of course I do. The Ten Commandments is like Christianity 101. It's one of the first things that we learn growing up in church and Sunday school. You know, it's the basic rules. And even if you're not a Christian, you might read the Ten Commandments and think, well, I don't murder people, I don't steal, I've never cheated on my spouse. Like, the Ten Commandments, on the whole, set a pretty low bar. But what if I told you that many of us live in a world, both inside the church and outside the church, by the way, that has been built and operates often in direct opposition with one of the Ten Commandments? And not only is breaking this commandment permitted in our culture, but many people who break this commandment are actually celebrated for it. Again, even within the church. In Exodus chapter 20, God gives Moses the famous Ten Commandments at Mount Sinai. And the fourth commandment reads like this, Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Now, I know some of you may be thinking right now, oh, come on, John, really? Sabbath? I mean, I go to church on Sundays. I have the weekend, right? What what do I need that for? Or maybe you're thinking, isn't Sabbath like an outdated practice? Like, isn't it only really observed in Jewish communities or by Seventh-day Adventists? Shout out to my good friend Justin Koo of I'm Listening. You guys should check out his podcast. It can be very tempting to think of the Sabbath in a very ritualistic or even legalistic way, or on the other side of the spectrum, uh, to write it off completely, that it's just this unnecessary religious obligation, and isn't it an Old Testament command, and so we're no longer bound by all of the Old Testament law because we have freedom in Christ. It's not really necessary anymore. And It's these kind of two visions of Sabbath and the lost art and lost practice of Sabbath. It's because of this that I'm really excited to be starting a new series today that I am calling The Rule of Rest. But I want to be clear from the beginning. My my goal in this teaching series and the goal of the Sabbath as a whole, by the way, is not just to make sure that you're checking off all of the Christian Ten Commandments boxes, but rather the, the whole point of this series is to draw us towards the life-giving gift and discipline behind the Sabbath commandment. And that gift behind and underneath and at the core of the Sabbath is something that so, so many of us are desperately missing from our lives right now the gift of rest. So to begin, let's zoom way, way out, like outside of the ozone layer out. Have you ever noticed, or or maybe you were taught in, you know, science class in high school, that there is an order to the universe? 
a very popular image that physicists use is the idea that our universe balances on a razor's edge. An example of this would be that our universe, we know, is ever-expanding, meaning that we see new stars and planets and even entire galaxies being born every single day. But here's where it gets interesting. The rate at which the universe expands is very, very precise. So precise, in fact, that scientists say that if it were to alter by even one one-thousandth of a percent, then the entire universe would either explode or collapse. Think about that for a second. 0.0001% change and no more stars. No more planets, no more you, no more me, no more podcast, no more intelligent life. There is a definite and precise order and balance and rhythm to the universe. And what is so amazing is that long before satellites or telescopes or even physics existed, the writer of Exodus understood this. Look back at Exodus 20, verse 9 again. The writer says, Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath. Then in verse 11, it says, For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea, but he rested on the seventh day. You see the rhythm? It's very precise. Work six days, rest one. Work six days, rest one. The Sabbath, it is so much more than just an empty commandment. This is actually how God designed things to work from the beginning. Pastor and author A.J. Swoboda, who wrote a incredible book on Sabbath, uh, he likes to say, we worship the God who created the weekend. Which, by the way, if you doubt God's goodness, that is all you need to know. God gave me Saturday. God gave me sleeping in. Let's go. And for these Israelites 3,000 years ago, hearing these Ten Commandments for the first time, and for us today, listening to this podcast, hearing the Ten Commandments for the thousandth time, a huge part of living as the people of God A big part of following God means submitting to his design and his rhythm of life. You can think of it this way. Living as God's people means living by God's plan. Living as the people of God means living by dedicating ourselves, submitting ourselves, living under God's rhythm and his order and his design for our lives. And so I I just want you to think for a second. I wonder if the reason that it feels like the world is falling apart is not just because 2020 is an absolute dumpster fire, but I wonder if the reason that we have wildfires in California and so many other environmental issues that are threatening our very existence, I wonder if the reason things like depression and anxiety and suicide are at an all-time high right now? I wonder if the reason that your life feels like it's crumbling or you're just so tired all the time, I wonder if the reason it feels like the universe is collapsing is because we have altered God's design ever so slightly. We're living outside of God's plan 
in many ways, but specifically, we're living outside of God's plan because how many of us actually live according to this rhythm of work, six, rest, one? If you think of the universe as uh, something that has instructions, like your car, and you have to put a certain type of gasoline in your car, uh, you have to get the oil changed. That's probably a better metaphor. You have to get the oil changed in your car every now and then, yes? And so what do you have to do? You have to go to Jiffy Lube and you have to pay probably too much money, but I don't know if they're ripping me off. I'm not sure, but I pay every couple of months to get my oil changed because how my car was designed and built, it needs its oil changed every now and then. If I just keep driving and driving and driving and driving and driving, my car is eventually going to give out on me. The universe, its original design was for creation and for humanity to work for six days and rest one, to get our oil changed, to get a rest one out of every seven days. But when we neglect that seventh day of rest and we work seven days and then seven days again and then seven days again, our universe becomes a car that has skipped millions upon millions of oil changes. And so my challenge to you this week as you're listening is to maybe make a commitment to get yourself back in God's rhythm for your life by taking a day of rest. Work six days, absolutely, and then find a full 24-hour period to rest. And I know a lot of you, the question might pop up like, do I do this on Sunday? Do I do this on Saturday? Do I do this? When do I do this? What's the right? What truly is the holy day? There are a lot of people who have a lot of different opinions on that. For myself personally, and for many of the people that I look to and respect, I'm not going to be legalistic about which exact day of the week it is. The rhythm right now is what we're trying to get into. The rhythm of working six and resting one each and every week. And here's the cool thing about this. When we actually commit to this, when we commit to God's rhythm of rest, it transforms our work as well. Walter Brueggemann has a great quote. He says, people who practice Sabbath live all seven days differently. Again, the, the Sabbath, it is not this empty commandment. It's not just a box to check. The Sabbath transforms us because it gets us in rhythm with God and creation. It gets us in step with the Lord. It is the rhythm, you could say, that we were created and designed to live in. And so I want to get kind of real practical with you uh, at the end of each of these teachings and just share a little bit of how I engage in Sabbath uh, or how I have come to engage in Sabbath. So um, this is a practice that Sweet Bear and I have really uh, adopted really over the last 12 to 18 months. It's pretty new in terms of something we are, um, we're very, very committed to. And I'll say from the beginning, it's awesome. It's fantastic. It is, um, if I can look at, you know, the five years of our marriage, 
Um, if I can look at, you know, the last 15 years of, of me being a follower of Jesus, I can say that adopting the Sabbath has been one of the most transformative and powerful things that I have done um, and that I, that I have committed myself to. And uh, for a long time, you know, I, um, I have a more predictable schedule now because I, I work as a, as a teaching pastor at a church. But before that, I was traveling around and I was speaking and I had a, I had a schedule that was not predictable at all. Like there was very little uh, repeatable rhythm to my life. And so I would hear about things like Sabbath and I would think, well, that's nice for people who work nine to fives and have weekends. You know, you can take that day off. But for me, I was like, I can't do that, you know, because I am going to travel over the weekend and randomly I'll have a Tuesday where I'm free or off of work and then I'll have a Friday and it just wasn't repeatable. And so I disqualified myself from this for a while. But so what Sweet Bear and I, we would do kind of for the first entire year that we were practicing Sabbath is we would have to kind of switch and move things around. Sometimes we would move our Sabbath around, but a lot of the times it was moving other commitments and things around. You you have to be intentional about this sort of thing. Um, and, And so I bring that up to say, like, if you don't have a repeatable schedule right now, which in 2020, that is not surprising. Most of our kind of rhythms have been totally thrown off, which in one way can be scary because you know, it's hard to really click in, but also when your rhythm is thrown off, it's a great opportunity to establish a new rhythm. And so I, I speak all of this and share a little bit of my own experience to, to say, um, I have had times in my life where one time the Sabbath is on Monday and then the next week it's on Wednesday and the next week it's on Tuesday. And right now I'm at a time in my life where every single Saturday is the Sabbath. And I share that to, to tell you that there is freedom in this, um, th- that it's better to practice the Sabbath imperfectly than to not practice rest at all. And so that, that's just a little bit of what this rhythm looks like for me. I'm recording this on a Friday. Tomorrow is the Sabbath for me. And so therefore, I will not be looking at my phone or my laptop and I will not be recording podcasts. Um, and that's my repeatable rhythm right now is Saturdays. Um, Sweet Bear and I, some people do, um, some people do a sunset to sunset Sabbath. So like a Friday night to a Saturday evening Sabbath, that 24 hour period. Sweet Bear and I, uh, we just do kind of what we in the West think of as a day. So we get up on Saturday morning, we're Sabbathing all, we're resting all of Saturday. That's kind of how we do it. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's a little bit about how Sweet Bear and I are currently engaging in Sabbath. Like I said, I want to conclude these teachings by getting practical and sharing with you all a little bit about how we do it. Um, and you, you should know that this rhythm, uh, it took us a while to get into it. It wasn't easy, but once we were able to get into it, and sometimes we fall off it for sure. Um, we're not perfect at it at all. Uh, but it is, something now that we feel. We feel if we're off rhythm. Uh, and when we were in rhythm with rest, it 
I'm telling you, it changes things. It changes things in our marriage. It changes things in our work. It changes things in our friendships and relationships. It changes the way my body feels. It really does. So I, I hope you engage in some Sabbath rest this week. I'd love to hear what it was like for you. If it's your first time, it probably isn't going to be fantastic. It's probably going to feel a little weird. Um, but give it a shot. Give it a shot. Um, God gave it as a gift, so it's got to be good. Before you go, I want to let you know that um, this episode of the Johncast, this whole series, is brought to you by my good friends at Inspiration Ranch. Uh, the ranch is a nonprofit out of Houston, Texas, that provides equine therapeutic riding to children and adults with physical, emotional, and social special needs. Many of you who follow me on Instagram know that this year I'm running a thousand miles to raise money for the ranch to sponsor a rider uh, for an entire year. My goal right now is $3,000 that will cover a rider's lessons for an entire year. And I would be so incredibly grateful if you would consider visiting the link in the description of this episode or just go to inspirationranch.org slash John, J-O-N, and consider giving to this to help me and help the ranch to help some of the most wonderful and beautiful and vulnerable families in the Houston area. That is all I have for you this week. I will see you next week right here on the John Cast. I love you all. Keep being awesome.